Here's an important question to ask yourself. What happens when we deposit our money at the bank? And then, is that money even still ours? Hello and welcome to the Durham Talents channel. My name is Jesse Durham. We're back for another quick take to answer the question of what happens to your money when you deposit it at the bank? And is it even still yours anymore? Let me give you the answer. No, no, that money is not still yours. You are now a depositor of the bank. You are now an unsecured creditor. So when you deposit money at the bank, that money is not yours. A real quick check here, just visually, this is very helpful. Imagine writing your name on a bill that you deposit. Could you come back the next day and get your bill back? Could you come back within an hour and get your bill back? No, but legally as well, of course, when you make a deposit at the bank, they owe you that money back. Yes, they, they owe that to you. But think about this. You're an unsecured creditor. Unsecured because what's your collateral? That the FDIC says it'll do what it says it'll do. So, um, listen, all I'm saying there is that we have the word bankrupt for a reason. Bankrupt. Okay? Do some history uh, back in the Great Depression, thousands and thousands of banks went bankrupt. Just is what it is. Now, that money is not ours when we deposit that money at the commercial bank. The bank owes us that, but we are now unsecured creditors. They legally owe it to us, but it's not ours anymore. Now, let's also, because on this channel, we talk about how to implement the infinite banking concept into your business or your household or your investing, taking back control of the banking function for yourself. As described in R. Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker. Now, when you pay premiums, because we I'm just going to go here because people would, would ask this, uh, combatants of the infinite banking concept will say, well, oh my goodness. Well, they'll say lots of different things. And we've covered lots of the things that they say about uh, they'll charge you interest to make you Borrow your own money. Okay, so let's just clear that air again. And that's fine. That's fine. Some of y'all are just brand new to this concept. You need to hear this for the first time. So when you make a premium payment to an insurance company, you're paying premiums if we're talking about what we're talking about. Properly structured whole life policies with mutual companies that pay dividends. So when you pay a premium to the insurance company, what are the differences? Number one... When you make a deposit, because that's how you should view premiums. You should view premium payments to a policy that you own control as deposits. They are premiums. View them as deposits. When you make a deposit to a commercial bank, who owns that entity? Not you, not me. When you make a premium payment, a deposit to the insurance company, the fact of the matter is that you do not own that money anymore either. When you make a premium payment, that's not your money now. That's your part of the agreement. You agreed to pay ongoing scheduled premiums. So you paid that. That's not your money now. That's the insurance company's money. So that part's the same. The difference is, is well, what entity is that and who owns it? Well, if it's a mutual life insurance company, you and I are part owners of that company. And as that company enjoys... Let's go to the first point, dividends. When that company enjoys productive growth in a given year, as part owners of the company, 
we get to receive from that general production, that general growth, that profitability in a dividend, via a dividend. And then we have contractual rights therein and how we can, several different ways that we can use that dividend. We can just take the money, they just send you a check, or you can buy paid up additional insurance. That's going to be what we talk about the most, what we you know encourage the most is that you buy paid up additional insurance. Why? Because the death benefit goes up, the cash value goes up, it forever grows and compounds in that policy moving forward. So the dividend, it's a big difference. See, dividends are earned at commercial banks, but they're paid to the owners there also. We're not the owners. So we don't own that. We don't control that. Also, here, when we're making deposits at the conventional bank, if we still want to go to that bank, we have to ask, we have to ask if we want to be able to borrow for our next car or to uh, get a get a, a home mortgage or a personal loan, any of those things. we got to go and ask. They will tell us if we qualify or not. So let's talk about that particular point real quick. When I pay premiums to a policy that I own and control with a company that I'm part owner with, see, in that unilateral contract, it tells me that I have a contractual right to access capital. There's not, there's not an application process. There is not a qualification process. There's not a credit score. I don't have to schedule a meeting with the loan officer for next week. Mm -mm. I call them up and I tell them how much of what's available I want them to send and where I want them to send it to. Period. That's it. You have a contractual right to access capital in a known interest environment. Again, that'd be a big differentiator over here. Banks are doing what they're doing right now. Interest rates are going up in a big way. That's very, very different from what we're seeing with paying deposits into a privatized banking system. So many other things, because I started talking about interest rates. So here with a bank, uh, a banking policy, you get to access capital guaranteed in a known interest environment. And again, let's circle back to collateral because we should. What is the collateral? Because again, oh my goodness. We're unsecured creditors by making deposits to commercial banks. Whereas a properly structured whole life policy with a mutual company that pays dividends is a perfectly collateralized appreciating asset. I'm not trying to use too many words here. I'm trying to use specific words and I want you to understand each and every one of them. It's perfectly collateralized because I can guaranteed access capital because of the cash value that I have in that policy, which is a net representation of the future death benefit. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Future death benefits guaranteed. Cash value is guaranteed. And I have a contractual right to be able to, to access it. So it's perfectly collateralized because that future death benefit is the collateral. The policy itself provides both the guaranteed access to capital and it's perfectly collateralized because it is the collateral. It is the asset. It is that ultimate appreciating asset. And I say appreciating because when you pay premiums, that forever contributes to the future growth of that policy. Uninterrupted. So this relationship is just so very different when you decide to become your own banker and you understand this concept and you read Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker, you dive in on the channel here to learn the nuts and the bolts about how to implement this. And then, of course, you ultimately 
give us a call. If you'd like to know more about how to implement the infinite banking concept into your household or your business or your investing, you can reach us at 828-817-4223 or you can email durhamtalents at gmail.com. This has been a great pleasure for me. I look forward to our next conversation. Have a great day. Take care. So good. That's so good. Man, when you know this stuff, you can't unknow it. Get some.